This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello. And welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. I'm your host, Meryl Vandermeer, and today in episode 231, um, we're going to be looking at robotics competitions. And I have two guests with me today, a mom and her son. So welcome, Dawn and Nate Garrett. Hi, Meryl. Thank you so much for inviting us and asking us to come talk about our experiences with FIRST Robotics. Um, my name is Dawn. I have been blogging for 20, uh, since 2001. So I've been blogging for a long time and I currently blog at ladydesk.com and I work with Pam Barnhill as her community manager. I've homeschooled for my kids' entire lives. Um, So we started, I have three kids. My oldest is a girl, she's 18. She's graduating this year. And then um, Nate, who you're gonna meet here in a couple minutes is a junior. And I have a third child, a daughter, Rebecca, and she is a sophomore. So we are, we are looking down the end of the line. You are. Well, welcome, Nate. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself before we get going? Yeah, I'm Nate. I'm a junior in high school. Um, See, I play the the piano and the organ. um, And I've been homeschooled all the way up. Right, great. So Nate is actually a student of Dr. Kristen Moon, who is our um, show sponsor, Funder Fund Academy's chemistry teacher, and she got to know him when she was teaching him. And she went and watched him and his team in a robotics competition in Cincinnati and was messaging me about how cool it was. I tried to get her to come and give it from her perspective, how excited she was, but she uh, suggested I get him instead. And so he and his mom are going to be talking to us about it. Now, if you know nothing about robotics, I would suggest you go and listen to an episode I recorded a few weeks ago, and it's... um, all about an introduction to robotics. I will put the link in the show notes. The show notes are at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. So go check that out first and then come back here if you if you really don't know much about robotics at all. We're just going to kind of dive in and assume you have some interest already in the topic. Uh, so I also have a link to robotics. My younger son was on a first Lego League robotics team, which I believe Nate was too. So we're going to be talking about that. And then Nate is now on, on, on doing a different competition as well. Um, and in fact, uh, I coached a team. I coached an inner city team for three years. So it wasn't a homeschool team. Um, but I am I am aware of what goes on in the robotics world, but I don't know as much as Nate does because he's been doing this for a whole lot longer. How long, in fact, Nate, have you been busy doing robotics? I just finished my eighth different year in a program with with FIRST, um, which is the, the greater organization. Um, so I did six years in first Lego league and I just finished my second year in the first robotics competition. So just to explain to those of you who don't know anything about this is that um, what 
it's, is often just shortened as um, FLL, First Lego League. That is for younger children, and it's it's a, it's age restricted. And normally, it's around about ninth grade is about the last year that you can do it, and then you kind of age out of that, and then you move up into their sort of the um, high school version, which is called First Robotics. So just in case, just so you don't get confused as we talk about the two different, because the competitions are quite different. There's also a third program is the first technology. That's right. Yes. So, um, and they make a, they make, they build a robot like they do in FRC, but it's a smaller robot and it has different challenges and a, a longer season, right, Nate? I think so. I, I was never very involved Wait. in the FTC, FTC. but uh, they, I know they're middle schoolers and high schoolers for that one. Right. I, I forgot about that. I did know and I forgot because we also didn't actually do it. <laughs> and I don't actually, I don't know anybody. I know people who've done um, first robotics. I just don't know anybody who's done that one, but I, I'll put a link to their general website in the show notes as well. So Dawn, um, as homeschool parent, I'm sure you were the one that probably got Nate into this. Um, why did you look for a first Lego league team? Um, what made you think about robotics at all for him? We um, have a large homeschool community in our church, and actually, the um, they have been doing FRC and FLL for years and years and years. Um, and the other families just really spoke so highly of the program. And my husband is a software developer, and um, so when my oldest child turned nine, they wanted to start an FLL team. And uh, so she did FLL all, all the way up through her, I think it's nine through 14 is when you can right. do FLL. And so it just kind of became part of our family culture is that everybody did the FLL. Um, and then Nate particularly, I think, wanted to do the FRC. So um, we try to give them opportunities to try lots of different things um, to find what their interests are. And so we, we kind of chose it because it kind of chose us in a way. Right. And you and the FLL team is through your church um, homeschool group. Is that correct? Sort of. Um, at the time, yes. It, it, the FLL team was all our homeschool, was like all in our church. Um, but there's an organization in Central Ohio. It's called Berko Engine. And I've Edu lost the name. Edu Educational Robotics of Central Ohio. Yeah. And they have sponsorships and they sponsor FLL teams, FTC and an F and the FRC team. So they um they have there's an overarching and it's not necessarily all homeschooled. Right. I know that um in in our homeschool community, there are always a few homeschool first Lego League teams. Mm -hmm. And if you out there and think this is cool and you want to know how to find them, I mean, the one way is simply if you join like a Facebook group for your area. So that's where people will always post for us. I'm always seeing, um, I mean, I happen to know somebody who was doing it, but again, it was actually through our, our church sponsored um, homeschool group initially. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you just kind of post there and said, is anybody doing it? And if nobody is, uh, you do it. You don't have mm -hmm. to know things. Um, mm -mm. I have done a lot of things in my life. As if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you'll know that I didn't always know anything about when I started doing them. 
even when I coached the FLL team, I had not paid any attention. I was dropping my son off uh, at a friend who was coaching and picking him up. So when I actually, years later, and he wasn't at home anymore, it was completely really learning from scratch because I had no idea what I was doing. Oh, but okay. that's also great modeling for your participants that you're learning as you go and that that's a thing that grown-ups do. Exactly, exactly. That is a theme on my podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I do encourage us on a regular basis that you learn coding and things like that alongside your kid and not be scared about, you know, learning because it does show your children uh, that you should be a, a lifelong learner. Mm -hmm. Okay, Nate. So. Um, the six years you did first Lego League, what different roles did you play on that team and what did you enjoy most about it? Yeah, so uh, first Lego League is kind of split up into, into three different sections. So you have a research project, um, then the, the actual robotics game where you're building your robot out of Legos. Um, and then there's another like kind of teamwork kind of thing. Um, and I was always more focused on the robotics part. So I would build the, the chassis for our robot every year. And then I was one of two or three lead programmers most of the years. Right. Um, so, yeah, because I was involved in it, I know you. it's something that if you think your child might not be great with programming or designing the robot, there is still a lot of other things to do. So it's a good way to get them in. If they're good at doing the research, I said these, the years I did it, transport was um, one of the topics. And then um, there was something to do with, uh, I'm trying to think, animals or, or insects or something. Because I know we picked bees. I just remember, I can't remember exactly what the main topic is. There's always we did something bees like, that year too. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it worked pretty well for us. And so, so your kids can start off by doing that and just kind of observing what's going on in the robotic side, which is cool. And then there's the whole design of the robot because they show you tasks and you have to figure out how to not how to code the task, but actually designing and building that robot is crucial to actually being able to do what you want it to do. So there's two big components there, which is rather cool. So you, uh, my son was, was a coder as well. Um, how hard did you find it to learn the coding language? Had you ever coded before? Um, I had not coded before first Lego League. I, well, I had done a very basic introduction to JavaScript, but we didn't use what you would think of as a more traditional coding language. So we used um, Blockly, which I think has been retired since then. Um, most of the coding now, I think they do on Scratch. Um, but the the way it's set up is still very intuitive. Um, and um, over the years, you know, you figure out more complicated uses for different things. But in general, it's just, you know, you figure out how many rotations you want the wheel to turn to go a certain distance, and then you plug that into the block. Right. So what he's describing here is you don't have to code from scratch. It's a drag and drop language. Um, so whether they're using Scratch now or also I was in the, the earlier years when, um, but you don't need to know how to code. And I can tell you, I never learned because I do know Scratch, but I didn't know the previous one. And when I was doing it with the inner city students, I never bothered to learn how to code. I mean, I know how to code in general. I'm a programmer, but um, Lego League is very um, 
specific about the fact that the students have to do all the work. And at competitions, they watch very carefully to see that it's only the students working. And I thought the best way to make sure that I wasn't doing anything I shouldn't do was to simply not to learn to code. <laughs> so I could give them the general, the general principles when things weren't going right and have a look, but I just didn't learn it to force the kids to have to do it. So I can tell you don't, and they didn't have any knowledge before they came on. Um, what did you enjoy the most about First Lego League? What got you coming back year after year? I mean, don't say your mother. I'm sure you actually enjoyed <laughs> it. <laughs> no, I, I always loved um, particularly the competitions, but also just spending time every week with my friends because the, the team was made mm -hmm. up of, of people who I already knew from church. And so I got to spend a lot of time with friends and um, I always enjoyed building and, and solving that that kind of problem that you have to solve in first lego league right oh one thing we didn't really talk about is the actual robot it's always this <laughs> built from telling a little bit about the actual mechanism of building it the kit that you use yeah there's a couple different kits nowadays i think the one that i used has also been retired i'm not sure about that though because i think there were some issues with the the new one um but it's always in the the mindstorms the lego mindstorms um sets and i used the ev3 um kit which comes with a like a big computer block and that's what you interact with it has a few buttons and that's how you tell the the robot what programs to run um and then it's got a couple different lego motors and then you, you build a frame around it um it's usually in in lego technic pieces and so it's not like your traditional lego blocks it's more like uh, pins and and beams right and these you can buy you don't have to be part of the competition so my son actually had one um that wasn't part of the team and so he's to like you know work on it etc at home and we we also had the ev3 and um, i'm going to also link you to a blog post uh that i've written just about you know showing you where to actually find different types of robots and linking you to these so you can go and have a look at that as well and uh, so i'll put the link in the show notes all right so now let's move on and say um let's talk about the first robotics team so Right, I gather it just grew out of the first Lego League. It was also part of your homeschool group or it was part of the sponsored group? So that part C. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it, it it's sponsored by the Urco group also. Right. Um, and it's not exclusively from our church anymore. Um, so it... it we call it a community team. So we, we meet at a local college that lets us use their space and um, they have a machine shop that we use. And um, I, there's no specific ties to any one group organization. So we have, we have kids from, from public schools and homeschoolers. I think there's a couple private schoolers um, and all across central Ohio, pretty much. The team that um, our kids were on this the last couple years um, is a 20-year-old team. This was their 20th mm -hmm. season. So it's a long-established, well-known team in, in Ohio robotics mm -hmm. circles. So it's not 
necessarily like our, our a number of the children who have participated in the FLL team that we were on do participate in digital fusion, which is the team name, but um, but they weren't specifically a feeder team to that. That it what right. didn't grow out of our okay. FLL team. Okay. It was long established. Okay. Now I know that where I live, um, a couple of the high schools have uh, first robotics teams, and some of them allow homeschoolers to be on it. In fact, some of them recruit fairly vigorously from the homeschool community. Uh, it it is a lot more expensive, so it's harder to get into uh, FLL. You, you you can probably afford. Um, with this, you pretty much need sponsorship. So I will say that it's going to be harder for you to start one of these. So I would go the route they did and first go with FLL and then, you know, see the interest and maybe try to find sponsorships along the way if you don't have a local team. But also just look and see because there are many of these community teams. You don't have to be from a specific space place to do it. So Nate, tell me now, how, when you started on this team, what did you find, you know, how is it different? Um, to being on FLL and what exactly are you doing on the team? Yeah, so in in the FRC, um, there's no research project. So it's much more focused on the actual robotics itself. Um, and then it's a step up from Legos to, you know, aluminum tubing and um, very, uh, there's, there's a specific motor list, but, but they're very powerful motors um and we're using a 12 volt or not 12 volt a uh a motorcycle battery um to power the robot so a lot of it is just getting accustomed to uh, a new big powerful robot um and then when i first joined it was like i just don't know what we're capable of doing with the materials that we have um, and so that that was a bit of a learning curve, also. But and and what do you and what is the programming done in? Um, we use Java. Um, I've, there's a few different options. I haven't done any coding for FRC. Um, I think teams use Groovy, and there's one more new one, and I don't remember the name. Okay, so you're more working on the design aspect of of the of the robot, right? Um, I'm going to also put a link to Nate's team, um, so you can take a, a look and see their team page, and so you can see what these robots kind of look like. So, competitions, um, you start at the regional level and then state, or how does it work? Um, for FRSD, um, there's. <sighs> I'm trying to think of how many how many regional competitions there are, but there's there's a lot of regional competitions, and then three, maybe four or five, uh, depending on who gets what awards. Uh, three teams from each of those competitions moves on to the world's competition. So there's just there's just two levels, um, okay. but there's about sixty teams at each regional competition. Um, and what are, and what do the robots have to do? Yeah, it changes every year. So, so what um, was last, this year? Uh, last yeah, this, year. this year was was kind of a complicated game. There were a few levels of, of kind of shelves that you had to set game pieces on. Um, last year's game was exciting to watch um, because it was like there was a big ring up in the center 
of the field and it was about 10 feet in the air and you were shooting great big tennis balls through it. Um, so there were just a bunch of robots running around, running into each other and, and picking up tennis balls and shooting them. So it changes every year. Um, there's a, those are the only two years I've been in the right. in the FRC program. So and it, um, you can go and watch. It's also if you see one being advertised in your area, go and watch because um, mm -hmm. that will also get you and your kids excited. So what have you enjoyed most about doing robotics, Nate? Um, I really enjoy um, just working together, hanging out with my friends. Um, and then I've I enjoy engineering in general. I think I would like to go into engineering for my career, I think. So um, just getting, you know, an insight into what that will be. Um, and then actually, you know, going into the metal shop and cutting stuff, and <laughs> putting it together. What has been the biggest challenge and what have you learned through this whole experience? Um, I'm very assertive and I like to have my ideas be the, the ideas that happen on the robot. So it's, it's a challenge for me personally to, um, to kind of take a step back and, and to, you know, work with everybody else's ideas. Right. <laughs> I can understand that. So it is always interesting that often there are a lot of side benefits that have nothing to do with tech that you learn, especially in doing competitions. I'm very involved in Science Olympiad and it's it's the same thing. It's often the non-science things that you learn that are most useful in life. Just to finish up here, Dawn, can you tell me that as, as a parent observing Nate and your other children being involved in robotics, what uh, do you think has been the biggest benefit of getting your children involved in this? There are a number of them. Um, my husband is, has been a mentor for both FRC and FLL. And I think that as a homeschooling mom, I love seeing them have that kind of a relationship with their father more. Um, I do a lot of driving for these things, but he is more involved one-on-one. -on -one. So I love that piece, but I do, I, I like seeing Nate having to give way. Um, I like seeing my girls say, oh, wait, I have an idea and like moving forward with it and, ex and having to express and explain and think through the process. Um, I think the problem solving is probably right. just really the most important piece. Right. Well, thank you both so much. I hope that we have encouraged some people to go and get involved. If uh, you want to talk more about this, do come and join our Facebook group, the Homeschooling with Technology podcast community. Again, link will be in the show notes. Join us there and you're welcome to ask any questions. And if I don't have the answers, uh, I know who I can send them on to to get better answers for you about these two competitions. And also, if you actually join if your children join the team as a result of this episode please let us know it's always fun to know that we have um, opened up a new experience to a homeschooling family so thank you so much dawn and nate for coming and uh, sharing with us here today thank you and Thank you listeners again for listening in. Do share this episode with a friend who you think might be interested in robotics. Give us a rating and review and I will see you again, same time, same place next week. 
Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.